0: Welcome everyone. Welcome to the 12-Minute SaaS Podcast. I'm your host, Upendra Verma. And today we have Joran Hoffman with us. Joran here runs a company called Reditors. So hey Joran, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Upendra. Yeah.
0: So Joran, so let's talk about your product first. So what does Reditors do and why do customers pay you money?
1: Yeah. Reditors is an uh, affiliate management tool purely focused on B2B SaaS companies. Um, so we help them to grow by basically leveraging somebody else's network. So why do they pay us? Um, so they either pay us to get uh, listed in the marketplace, which helps them to find new affiliates or affiliates find them, or they pay us when they hit their threshold in the free plan which basically meant uh, that they hit 5K of monthly recurring revenue via own recruited affiliates in the free All right, so uh,
0: let's talk a bit more here. So you're not just selling an affiliate marketing software, is it? So you are you also mean have this marketplace where you have these potential affiliates that people could sort of come and sort of uh, talk to? Is that how it is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they um, we do leave it on the affiliate side. So basically the affiliates ha- see a marketplace with all kinds of uh, B2B SaaS programs offered on that side. So they can filter it on commission percentage, uh, commission length, and then they can join that program or they request to join that program. So we do we de, indeed go one step further because uh, I did uh, started this out of pure frustration because uh, I'm a SaaS affiliate of around like 80 SaaS tools. I have to log into all these tools separately, which is a complete hassle. So that's why we are taking a different approach by uh, listing all these programs into one marketplace and then an affiliate can manage all their programs via Redditors uh, easily.
0: Got it. So let's talk about this marketplace first. So how many affiliates do you have on your platform as of today?
1: So uh, today we have, uh, I would say 1500, maybe like there are some test pages in there. So let's say 1200 like uh, active users.
0: And do you also charge them or uh, or they're just... You know, they just log in and they just look for opportunities out there.
1: Yeah, correct. So we basically only charge one side and uh, the side we charge is, uh, are the SaaS companies. And we do not charge the affiliates and we won't be charging them in the future either. So that uh, side of the marketplace will always be free.
0: Makes sense. So let's talk about these SaaS customers. So how many customers do you have on your platform as of today?
1: Yeah, so many of, of your podcasts uh previous podcasters uh, did an appsumo launch like we did it as well um, i'm going to take those numbers out so uh, at the moment we have 16 paying clients on a monthly recurring revenue basis
0: got it and what's the approximate mrr that you did last month uh,
1: 1900
0: 1900 and let, also give us some numbers about how your lifetime deal went
1: Yeah. So lifetime deal, um, we cut it short. So we uh, normally have to do 120 days. We did 90 days. We sold around like 10K in code, which um, relate to like 170 or 178 codes or something like that. Um, And most of them or only one of them actually purchased like 10 codes, which gave them like unlimited uh, free of everything. Other than that, we limited limited to a monthly recurring revenue what they could earn by recruiting a codias by us
0: but then why did you cut short your program
1: firstly i didn't like it um, i mean it's it's nice like it i think it's always a two phase situation doing a lifetime deal like it's really nice to get your first users to really nice to get some revenue in but the Lifetime Deal community has some different expectations. Like they want the world where uh, you are a SaaS and you can't offer that yet. So the expectations they have might be different than you can offer. And um, it's somewhat validating the product, but then it somewhat isn't because you're basically selling to a community who's not willing to pay the full price. So for us, uh, at one point, like we were ready to go Monday for current revenue. So I did not want to bother that much anymore but just selling a lifetime deal really having to bargain everything in it i rather just bargain i guess for the multiple recurring value. so that's why we really try to keep it short and 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 sweet so, so
0: the interesting thing is you basically cut it short right so what what happened what what was the trigger there right so why why so you must have known all of these things before you started that lifetime deal but what made you sort of stop it in between was there any big event or something that you realized that you didn't knew in the beginning
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I even wrote a blog about it. Like the, um, the lifetime deal community was really new for me. So I thought it, I thought it was going to be a huge success. We're just going to launch on that platform. We did it on AppSumo and it's going to be an instant success. That wasn't the case because uh, apparently there's two tracks you can take. You can have the select route or you can have the old marketplace. I did not know that. So uh, we listed ourselves, which basically meant is on day one, I was ready, like I was behind chat, ready to answer any questions. Nothing really happened because apparently you have to push everything yourself to 10 reviews and then they're going to do a Facebook post uh, about you. But that Facebook group doesn't really have that much members in there. So I was expecting a bit more from them where we had to push everything ourselves. So at one point I kind of, yeah, talk to them. It's like, what What are you guys doing for us? Because you are taking quite a bit of cut. Like we are um, like demolishing like our, our revenue model. So they couldn't really do much for us uh, more. So we just decided uh, we've got it shortened. Like the one thing we probably have different than most companies, we have really niche, right? We focus purely on B2B SaaS companies, where if you're an email marketing tool, probably the entire um, AppSumo users are going to be interesting. Where for us, purely
0: focused on, on other SaaS tools. Got it. So so essentially what you're saying is you are not in AppSumo Select and you just had to do everything for yourself. It So it they were not really yeah. give, adding any value as such to you, is it?
1: Correct, correct. And in the end, like uh, you are not earning that much money and you are investing a lot of time because they do, will come with a lot of requests. And again, like the uh, expectations they have might be different uh, than a normal user. So that's why we really wanted
0: to keep it short. Got it. So just to close this absolute topic, right? So how much sort of re- re- money did you raise out of it, out of your deal that you just cut short? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, 10K,
1: ten right? 10K. k dollars.
0: Ten k dollars. Yeah, makes sense. All right, all right. So let's uh, come back to your SaaS customers. You had, you have like sixteen paying, recurring like, customers, right? So Talk to me. Where did you get all of these customers from?
1: Yeah. So the. I mean, uh, personally, I have a big network on LinkedIn. So I have around 10,000 followers, which is like a a good place to start. But in the end, like the biggest uh, where we got it from is LinkedIn outreach just by reaching out to other founders uh, who are like the same size as us or a bit smaller. So we kind of had a strategy where we focused on smaller companies first, uh, less decision makers, uh, easy, easy approval process, et cetera, talking founder to founder, and then from there reaching out to them.
0: Got it. So you, you mentioned LinkedIn outreach, right? So were you using any automated tool or was it just you pinging people out manually?
1: It was kind of semi-automated. Like we yeah. did not use a tool, like expand your duck soup or, or anything like that. Uh, I actually had a VA uh, mm-hmm. I think I can call it a VA on my LinkedIn. So I gave um, them my LinkedIn profile details and login. And they basically started reaching out, um, to I think what was it like 200 founders per week and then uh, they just would send a connection request and as soon as they would um accept it they would start messaging them but in an in a manual way in a personalized way so that automated for me but not for the person who yeah, was doing it
0: makes sense so help me complete this funnel right so you you reach out to 200 founders per day so what does like what is your acceptance rate for connections and what happens after that do you how do you basically show the value of that do you just directly sell your product or what else do you do what's the strategy complete the funnel for me
1: yeah yeah so um like we did not send uh, a message with the connection request so the connection request was empty uh, that allowed us to at least spark that interest from them to accepting it to find out okay what is your i want then uh, we did not go in in sell mode right away so we just basically, uh, the guy had uh, created messages saying like, we are int- uh, working on an interested SaaS project at the moment. Would you like to uh, learn more about it? Starting with a question, not selling. And then if they would, okay, you're sure talk to me about it. And then I would give a small pitch as in what we would do. Are you interested in learning more? If yes, let's book a demo. And that was the end goal, booking a demo. And then they would come to me. So um, that company basically we would do everything before booking a demo and then the demo would end up with me and that person ending up in the call would actually think they already talked to me before jumping on a call.
0: Got it. So, uh, so your goal is to book demos and like for every 200 people that you reach out every week. So approximately how many demos do you book?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I do not have the answer for that. Cause that's the, I guess the challenge with not doing it in a tool, like the, it's really hard yeah. to keep track of those numbers. Yeah, but um, approximate,
0: right? Five, ten, fifteen, hundred. What? How does that look like? Or maybe you can aggregate it over a month or any or a quarter, and you can just give me some numbers.
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's a good question. Like, um, let me. I guess I would say at at the best month we had around 30 to 40 demos um, per month. Mm-hmm. And like the the thing is also, it's it's really hard to track us. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. people wouldn't e- even book a demo. They, w- they would just directly sign up and then they wouldn't even want to talk to me. They just signed up and already got started themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I understand that. So 10, 20% is pretty pretty good conversion rate. So just help me understand, is it uh, so what looks like you have nine, 16 paying customers and you are at around 1,900 MRR, right? That's, that's around 150 mm-hmm. is your approximate you know monthly revenue that you're getting from one customer that's around 1500 acv or something like like that right so can you afford to do demos at such a at this point of you know based on your acv range i mean
1: um i would i i can afford anything at the moment like i mm-hmm. know uh, i mean we're bootstrapped so um
0: but is that the way to go more- w- wouldn't a self serve you know no touch sort of you know process wouldn't it be more scalable
1: 100 100- But in in my opinion, to get there, you need to do the things first, which don't scale. So like I uh, even do live chat myself. So if somebody needs support, they will come to me and I would do it like right away. Um, But for me doing all those demos, for me doing all those sales meetings, for me doing the CS um, things also with the clients allows me to actually shape that uh, product, that growth, shape that self-service model, um, which we are doing right now. So we kind of use like this phase to really understand what are the challenges our clients are having. They need to install a tracker script. They need to do a couple of other things. They need to start inviting their own affiliates. Otherwise, they don't get success quickly. So we're now shaping that into uh, a sequence, making sure we send the right message at the right time. And then we're going to make the next step. So it's definitely not scalable. Uh, definitely not uh, worth it to do it, but money-wise, but definitely uh, learning-wise it is
0: makes sense so you mentioned something like you send uh, when you send a connection request on linkedin right that you don't have any text so is that a conscious decision do you have any data to back that up so typically i would ex- i would expect that the more personalized your initial message looks like there's more chances for people to sort of accept your request
1: yeah yeah and like i mean we we did that and we learned as uh, if you would do it then like you need to do it really personalized right you need to make sure you're not going to say hey i noticed we're in the same group hey I noticed we have some same connections like it has to be personalized which is really hard to do when you do it on scale and yeah. um, so we learned that like if you don't send anything at least you don't give them uh, another reason to uh, deny your request it's not really worth it when right? i look at, at scale exactly because when i when i look at all my requests like they're all something like that hey i noticed we're all both attending this event hey i noticed we both know similar connections hey i noticed we That's not personalized in my opinion. Like it's automated and it's for me a reason to say, well, you did not do your work. Let's just skip this.
0: Got it. All right. So one question for you, right? So why LinkedIn outreach? Why not some other channel? Why not cold email outreach, or why not do something else? What's the thought process there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I did want to have it personalized. So at the moment we are like ramping up our email campaign. Uh, We already started SEO from day one, but like we are doing, Longer term strategies as well, besides just uh, LinkedIn, but it's not driving us any money. Um, but LinkedIn for me has been like a fruitful channel, as in I post there every day, um, and we we can con- like we can grow my network and we can connect with others. So for me, it's like a, a multi factor because if I if they request my or accept my request, I can message them, but they they will also see my content, and as I'm posting daily on a consistent basis. They will see my face all the time, and they think like, "Okay, maybe now it is time to start an affiliate program."
0: All right. So I want you to pick your thought on something, right? So you are at around two to three k MRR, and you're just starting out. You have like n number of acquisition channels in front of you. You'll need to sort of pick one, or you, you really don't have the time and resources to do everything, right? So you have to pick one, mm-hmm. right? So like, how do you? Make this decision, right? So, what goes into this? I mean, I really want your personal opinion on this because this is one of the toughest things, right? It's not a science, right? So, how are you going about it? So walk me through this.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the end, you look at results, right? Like, what is driving results? So, uh, I definitely tried out a lot of things. Um, I did hire a, a growth hacker uh, already, who's going to do, for example, like cold email outreach, and because um, we have two two sides, we need to take care of um but in the end i don't think you have to choose one specific channel like if you have the tools to automate it or you are able to outsource it you can run multiple at the same time so um how i always look at it is i kind of want to have some short wins and i want to have long wins because in the end i'm not building a product for just today but also for next year so yeah, can again, you can complete the picture for are... me
0: for example for the next six to twelve months right so how how is this going to work out? So now you are primarily LinkedIn outbound, right? So when will SEO start yeah. kicking in? So what are the, like, can you just explain that story or yeah. at least your own plans on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, like we definitely need, like as a as a um, fairly new startup, we need the quick wins, right? So we need LinkedIn outreach, we need email, we need uh, basically anything which is gonna drive success. And we don't wanna spend too much money. So we're not actually doing any ads or things like that. So. If you are, uh, if you have funding, then you can do that as well for the quick win. But then like for me, and that's say early next year, SEO should be like a really good driver for us to gain affiliates and to gain uh, customers, which m- means I am already have to start already now writing content. I do not wanna rely on just purely doing outreach either via email or uh, LinkedIn, because that, that is gonna dry up at one point. So we need to make sure we're gonna be prepared for a more scalable uh, solution. So,
0: So, yeah, let's talk about the other side of your marketplace, right? So talk about this affiliate. So where do you find them?
1: Yeah, yeah, like the... um, I mean, we do some recruitment for for some of our clients. And um, like the first thing we ask, of course, is uh, can you start leveraging your own network? So like if we are re- going to recruit uh, affiliates for a certain tool, like you're going to start with the people who already know the tool, who already love the tool, and who are happy to talk about it, which are their current users. So that's step number one. Step number two is basically look at the competitors. So are the competitors already running an affiliate program? Who are their affiliates? Can we actually recruit them for for them? Step number three would be, what are the keywords you wanna be ranked for? What are the blogs which are ranking really good in Google? How can we get you in that blog? Can we recruit them as an affiliate? And um, I guess the, the fourth step could also be, as in we could look at like referral traffic from the competitors, which aren't affiliates, how can we start having those traffic sources also refer to to your site, basically? So, I think so you those have, are, so you I have can,
0: around fifteen hundred affiliates as of today, right? So, where did a big chunk of these people come from?
1: Um, that's a good question. I would say the moment the biggest chunk comes from uh, our clients who rec- basically leverage their own network because when you look clients? at our market to the clients who are in the marketplace the SaaS clients who are listed with their affiliate program
0: okay so essentially the SaaS SaaS customers right so yeah. you you onboard yeah. a SaaS customer and now you bring their affiliate partners as well to the marketplace yeah so yeah, essentially correct. these 16 paying customers ended up bringing a lot of these you know a lot of these people out of these 1500 uh, sort of affiliates is that it
1: Yeah, kind of, because we also have the AppSumo clients, which I did not mention, but at the moment we have around like uh, 46 or 50 um, active affiliate programs in the marketplace. So it does mean like we already have, we do have quite a few AppSumo clients live in the marketplace and they helped us also to bring in. Uh, affiliates because when they start inviting their own affiliates yeah. the marketplace will grow
0: got it so, so if i'm a SaaS customer right and if i've got a bunch of affiliates why would i come to your platform and why would i bring all of yeah. my affiliates to your platform what exactly are you going to add like how are you going to add value to this
1: yeah yeah because if you would compare it to to our competitors then you could do basically that right you could work in your own silo you keep your own affiliates you're not going to bring them to my platform But in the end you're going to hit a wall because you are working in a silo because you have Mm -hmm. to invite all your affiliates yourself and at one point you want to grow outside of your own network so that's why we have the marketplace where yes you do bring your own affiliate and other those affiliates can join other programs but they can do it anyway as in if they want to join other programs they will do it anyway and if you actually have them within redditus you're more likely to have active affiliates because those affiliates will have multiple programs. They will log in more to figure out how am I doing with program one, two, and three, and they will see your brand more and more. So you will have more active uh, affiliates. You will have affiliates requesting to join your program as well, which they might have joined because of a different one. Um, And they, like, you will have uh, live chat support, which I think we're the only one who actually offers that in the market right now.
0: All right, makes sense all right all right so yeah let's wrap this up so like uh so are you planning to raise any funding or how are you planning to build this company going forward
1: yeah i uh i think i'm i'm I, like i i change my mind every day like we're still going good with with being bootstrapped but like i think that's a common challenge of a founder right like today you think of okay i need to raise money and next uh day you won't think um you don't think you need it um but we are going to do something at the end of the year. So either it being revenue-based financing or we're going to go uh, and talk to VCs. But it just takes a lot of time, which takes uh, time away from doing sales, talking to customers, etc. So I'm not 100% sure yet where, we, where we're where we going to end up at.
0: No issues. All right. So Jordan, when did you start Reduiters and how many folks in the team as of today?
1: Yeah, I started as a side hustle. Uh, so I started as being the product manager. I have two co-founders. Uh, they're both technical. So we basically we went not the typical route is building an MVP. We actually built the entire product already. Uh, let's say in a year. So we started last year February, something like that. Um, I quit my job this February. So we did the actual launch end of last year to get like early feedback. Uh, then we developed the product even more. And then we started building monthly recurring revenue February this year.
0: Got it. Got it. Makes sense. All right, Joran. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scaled it to a much greater scale. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me, Opendra. Have a good one. Yeah.